0: Welcome to the Av Youth Podcast. Here you will be able to listen to our latest messages and everything Av Youth related. We hope you enjoy today's episode. So, tonight, I, I hope you guys are excited to be here. I hope you guys had a lot of fun with that. And after service, we have the turkey bowling. We're going to still have drinks over here to my left, your right, and you guys will be able to get some of that. But right now, we're going to dive into the message. And tonight is our last night in our series, To the Brim. We should have the series art up there. Boom. That's not it. That's the video. Could put the series art up. <laughs> there it is. To the brim. That is our series. And we've been in this series now tonight for three weeks. For three weeks, we've been in this series. The very first week, we talked about fear. Last week, we talked about shame, which you had the, uh, the message title for. And tonight we're going to talk about a topic that I don't think a lot of us might understand or maybe a lot of us we don't realize we might struggle with. Or maybe future down the road that we are going to start struggling with and it'll be a good night tonight to start, pay t- start paying attention and taking notes. Because you see, tonight we're going to talk about this idea of pride. And I know a lot of us here tonight, again. once I say the idea of pride... You might think to yourself, man, Charlie, I don't deal with pride. I don't struggle with pride. I get that. But tonight, there's a few things I want to read off to see if you actually have ever dealt with pride before. Because once I read these off, I feel like a lot of us here tonight are going to think to ourselves, man, actually, I have dealt with pride. I have dealt with that issue before. Because, you see, when it comes to pride, follow along with me right here. I'm going to read a few, few just symptoms of pride. When it comes to pride, we technically frequently are putting all the attention on ourselves. If we struggle with pride, if we deal with pride, we, tep- we typically put all the attention on ourselves. And I know half of us here tonight, whenever we put an Instagram post up, we are hitting up our friends and saying, oh, my gosh, did you see that? Don't I look so good in it? Like, I do that. I t- I'd say, Aubrey, don't I look good in this picture? But that's a form of pride. Another thing is, another thing is this. We struggle to empathize, empathize with other people. So when other people come to us with their problems, when other people come to us with their issues, we, we, we struggle to deal with that. We struggle with how to be able to respond to that group or to those issues. Another way we do that is this. We feel self-pity when we're not praised. You ever had done something maybe for your family, maybe you'd done something at school and you wanted some kind of like glory for it or you wanted a, hey, good job, a pat on the back and didn't get it and it made you feel bad. That's that's the form of struggling with pride because you want to be noticed for everything that you're doing. I have a huge problem with that, if we can be completely honest. Another way we can deal with pride is we constantly consider what other people are thinking about us. It's funny because today, I was legit going over the message in the mother's room, which is right over here. And that's where I normally spend my last hour before coming out here uh, to hang out with you guys on Wednesday. And I put this, this windbreaker on. And I thought to myself, and I put it on because Aubrey bought it for me. I think it was last Christmas. And tonight's the first night I'm actually wearing it. And I put this on, and I was like, oh. I don't think I like it. Like, what is everyone going to say about it? Like, are they going to think I'm cool? And, like, these are the things that were running through my mind right before service. I'm telling you. Oh, thank you. Uh, I'm telling you guys. Hey. (laughs) Shoo. Um, (laughs) I'm, I'm trying to make joke out of this because I want you guys to understand that every single one of us at one point in our life have dealt with pride before. And the thing when it comes to pride, out of all the other topics we've talked about in this series, pride is the only one that we've talked about that we can actually deal with in a way. Because you see, the emotions that we talked about, about shame and fear, those come at us pretty much out of nowhere. Yeah, there's certain decisions, but those are some feelings that we really can't control. But when it comes to pride, this is an aspect that we can control. Because, you see, the certain decisions that we make today, tomorrow, and in the future will dictate if we end up prideful or not. The way we act today, the way we hold ourselves today will dictate that. And, you see, tonight I want to hopefully open our eyes to this idea of pride. Maybe tonight you don't struggle with it. Maybe tonight you're not filled to the brim with it. But tonight, whenever that moment does come, you can look back on this and see how can I get out of this. And you see, tonight we're going to talk about a person in the Bible that I can guarantee nobody here knows. And if you do know, just raise your hand. Or maybe if you know exactly where it's at in the Bible, I will give you a Chick-fil-A sandwich because I kept an extra one for myself. (laughs) But tonight we're going to talk about a guy that goes by the name of Uzzah. Has anyone ever heard of Uzzah before? Marigan, I knew it would be you. Like I knew it, I was like, "There's nobody out here that's gonna get it." But I was like, "Marigan's gonna be there tonight. I know Marigan knows her Bible probably better than she than I know my Bible." And t- where where is he located at in the Bible? Do you know? We did. Uh, I was like, I wasn't there. You you be looking it up. Don't be cheating. Marigan talked to me after service. So the fact that you know him, I believe you. You wouldn't lie. But we're going to talk about a guy by the name of Uzzah that I've never once talked about. I wanted to talk about him in our series, What in the 2020, but I ended up holding off on it. I'm glad I did because his story fits perfect as we talk about pride tonight. So if you are taking notes, what I want you to do is I want you to write down the title of tonight's message. And that is filled with pride. Again, it's super cliche, but filled with pride. And if you're here tonight for the first time, there's just three things I want to share with you so you can be up to date with who we are as Youth. just some of our pillars, some of what we believe in. You see, here at Youth, you don't have to believe. Hey, you guys were on top of it. You don't have to believe to belong, meaning this, you don't have to believe in Jesus to hang out with us on Wednesday nights. We don't check your Christian card when you walk through the door and say, mm, you don't believe in Jesus, you got to go. But you see, our hope and our end-all, be-all goal for your life is you will eventually come into a relationship with Jesus, knowing that's the greatest decision you can ever make in your life. The second thing is we are a note-taking group. That's why we just said if you're taking uh, notes, you can write down the title of the message. We believe in taking notes. This isn't school notes, but this is spiritual notes. This is stuff that can actually fix your soul. And then the last one is we are kind of a fun one. It's we're a talk-back group. There you go. You already got it. You already got it. We're a talkback group. Meaning if I'm saying something or any preacher up here is saying something and you agree with it, you can shout them down. You can say, come on. You can say, preach it. You can, you can do all. You can say, man, that, rain, that, uh, that windbreaker looks really good. <laughs> but that's who we are as av Youth. Hopefully you guys are somewhat caught up to date. But right now we're going to pray and we're going to get into tonight's message. So if you can, let's bow our heads, close our eyes, and let's pray. Jesus, thank you so much for tonight. Jesus, tonight there's just a a sense of excitement, there's a sense of fun in the air tonight, just all here having a good time, being able to be here focusing on you, God. God, I pray tonight that you use me as your mouthpiece. Let this be all your words, none of mine tonight as we close out our series to the brim. God, I pray for this tonight. I pray you protect us, you watch over us tonight. In your name, and God, I pray you keep us warm tonight. In your name we pray. And we all said? Amen. A to the mid. Now, I got a question. Have you ever been maybe like in a car or you've been, I'm just going to say car. You ever been in a car before? Maybe like you've fallen asleep or you like you just doze off, you space off. And like once you come back to reality, you look around and you're like, how did I get here? Or like where where in the world are we? You anyone ever done that? Just raise your hand. Like, I, I do that pretty much even when I drive today. Like, I'm driving, and I'm like, how did I get here? It's not, not a good thing. Don't, I recommend do not do that. But I've been there before. And it's funny because that idea of this question that came to me when I was writing this message this week was like, how did we get here? How are we in the position that we're in? And it made me think of the car drive. But it also made me think of this year 2020. Because it, it's kind of funny now, but I remember in March, March 11th was the last service we had indoors. Robert and Jared came out in the full hazmat suit, and we just made fun of COVID, and COVID said, ha, you're not going to be able to meet indoors anymore. It was fun. And it's funny, though, because I remember that back in March, that was like the beginning of the year, and now we're creeping up on December, the end of this year. And I'm just thinking to myself, man, where did the year go? It feels like it just flew by. Like next week, it'll be a year since we as a youth group went to Arizona on a missions trip. And I'm like, in my mind, yeah, shout out to that. A lot of you guys are here that went on that trip. But it's crazy to me because I feel like that was just three months ago. Like it just, this whole entire year just was like, how did we get to where we're at today? And I think of it a lot too as I'm 26 years old. Also, if you don't know who I am, my name's Charlie. I'm the youth pastor. Uh, (laughs) but I'm 26 and I remember starting off in ministry at the age of 20 and now flash forward six years later as I'm 26 I think to myself how did I get to the position I'm in today it felt like it just it was just yesterday and I think a lot of times in life that can happen to us and tonight we're going to read a story of Uzzah. We're going to look at his life and pull some things out of it. But I can guarantee you one big question that ran through Uzzah's mind probably his whole entire life is how did I get in this situation? How did I get to this moment? You see, if you guys have your Bibles, we're going to pick up in Second Chronicles. It's in the Old Testament. If you don't have your Bible We'll have it up on the screen. But 2 Chronicles chapter 26. This is where we're going to read about Uzzah's life. What the heck is that? God, is that you? It's not. It's just an airplane, I think, I hope. Pray for, pray for us. Um, but 2 Chronicles chapter 26. 2 Chronicles chapter 26. Verses should be up on the screen. Boom, on top of it. Starting off in verse 1. Starting off in verse 1 says this: All the people of Judah had crowned a 16-year-old son, Uzzah, as king in place of his father. After his father's death, Uzzah rebuilt the town of Ilith and restored it to Judah. Uzzah was 16 years old when he became king, and he reigned in Jerusalem 52 years. His mother was Jay from Jerusalem. He did what was pleasing in the Lord's sight, just as his father, Amaz, had done. Uzzah sought God during the days of Zechariah, who taught him to fear God. As long as the king sought guidance from the Lord, God gave him success. We're going to pause right there. We won't go into verse 6. After reading this, just getting to understand Uzzah's life a little bit, there's probably a few questions that came to your mind. At least it, it it is when I read this story. The first thing that comes to my mind is like, was Uzzah really 16? Like, who here is 16? Just raise your hand. Can you imagine as a Charlie? Can you imagine as a 16 year old being a king of a nation, being a king of a kingdom, being the point man, being the point woman? Like, nah. Like, I'm good. Like, when I was 16, I was trying to figure out what color skinny jeans I was going to wear, let alone, try and, let alone try to run anything. And yet, Uzzah is 16, and he got thrusted into this position. So, again, we go back to that question. I guarantee you, Uzzah is like, how did I get here? How am I in this position? And you see, the second thing you might have thought of is this. Who in the world thought it was a good idea to put a 16-year-old in charge of a nation, in charge of a kingdom. <laughs> Another 16-year-old, that's typically it. But like for me, like that's what I think. I'm like, how did they do that? But you see, the background of this story, which I'll explain right now, will share why this is true. Because you see, in Uzzah's life, Uzzah's dad was the king before the king died, before his dad died. He died in battle that they were just in. He was found, he was assassinated, he was taken out, and in that battle... They needed to crown the next king. And because the dad was dead, Uzzah was the next one in line. So he gets thrusted in this position. But not only that, Uzzah was really set up to fail. Like, you guys ever gone to a class before and, like, they, the teacher just gives you homework assignment after homework assignment after homework assignment on top of that with, like, another group study? And you're just, like, you're setting me up to fail this class. Like, how am I going to be able to do all this? Or, like, they say, hey, tune in and watch Zoom tonight and you'll be able to learn everything. And you're, like, I learned nothing in the Zoom class. Like, you're setting me up to fail. Like, I've, I haven't been there because I don't have to do that. But I've heard stories. And that's exactly where Uza's at. He's like set up to fail because not only did his dad just die, not only is he just put into the kingship, the fortress that was surrounding this new town that he is now overseeing, 600 feet of the wall that was protecting it was destroyed in the war. Back then, the walls in, in surrounding cities was huge. That was a big defense, and now there was an easy target for them to go after. Not only that, in during this war, the other team, I'm going to call it, came in, took gold, took silver, raided the temple of God, took artifacts, all these different things. So morale's low for around the whole entire city. On top of that, the other, the other group of people took hostages, took people out of their homeland. And now this is what Uzzah's getting himself into. Again, I don't know about you, but when I was 16, I was picking to wear purple skinny jeans. I wasn't choosing, how am I going to deal with this? How am I going to rebuild this city? How am I going to lead a country, a kingdom, at a 16-year-old age? So again, Uzz is probably thinking, how did I get here? How did I find myself in this situation Right now. And tonight, I want to go over three points. My voice is kind of cracked. I want to go over three points with you. Three quick points. We'll end. We'll turkey bowl some more, skate, get some drinks, have a great night. But the first point tonight is this the first half. Boom. The first half. Now, when I look at life, I tend to look at it like a football game. Because a lot of you guys know I'm a huge football fan, huge sports fan in general. And it's funny because I remember about two weeks ago, I'm a huge Clemson fan. And about two weeks ago, Clemson three weeks ago now, three Saturdays ago now, Clemson was playing a college called Boston College. And in the first half of that game, Clemson looked absolutely horrible. To, to the, I know your parents don't... Um, but, true, but, (laughs) uh, I love my job, um, but, (laughs) but the first half of the game, they looked absolutely horrible to the point where I was like, you ever like, if you're a fan, I know Raina knows this one, If you're a fan, and, like, your friends know you're a fan, and if your team starts to do bad, the first thing you know is going to happen is your phone's going to blow up. It's like, hey, how's Clemson doing now? Hey, how's your team doing now? It's like, shut up. I'm watching the game. Like, I don't need you to come over here. Like, I don't like to fight, but, like, that's something I would fight about. Like, I, I would, like, throw hands. Like, it's like, come on. But... The first half, they did absolutely horrible. Luckily, the second half came around, and they just absolutely dominated Boston College. But we're going to see tonight, kind of in a reversed role, how Uza's life in the first half was great. Everything was set up perfect, besides the fact of what we just read. But he was doing everything he needed to do to be prosperous. He was doing everything he needed to do to have a great life. And we're going to read that right now. As we dive back into 2 Chronicles 26, we're going to read verses, um, verse 5. And it says this, verse 5. Uzzah sought God during the days of Zechariah, who taught him to fear God. And as long as the king sought guidance from the Lord, God gave him success. As long as he sought guidance from the Lord, God gave him success. And you see, the reason why I wanted to reread verse 5, because we know like he, he's seeking God, and that's exactly what he needs to do. But you see, the thing that we can learn from Uzzah's life in this very first point is this. At 16 years old, he decided to seek God. At a young age, the first half of his life, he decided to dedicate it to following God, dedicate it to see what God had in store for him. Tonight, my encouragement before we actually even get into like the real issue of this story is that we do exactly what Uzzah did. We seek after God at our young age. I asked you guys who's 16 and a lot of you guys raised your hand. But I know there's a lot of us here that are in sixth grade up to our senior year in high school. I want you to know this. It's never too late to start and it's never too early to start. We need to start seeking God now. Because you see, the amazing part about that is because Uzzah started seeking God, blessings started to follow. Help started to follow. Guidance started to follow, which we'll get into in just a second. But before we do, there's something I want to encourage you with as well. It didn't say Uzzah seeked guidance from God by himself. It didn't say that. It said during... Time of Zechariah. Now, Zechariah is a well known, uh, as we can call him today, a theologian, well known follower of God back in the day. And he seeks guidance in that time. Let me tell you this, and it was actually great that you said another 16 year old put him in charge. Because you see, in our young age, what we need to do, and I'm speaking from experience here tonight, at our young age, if we truly want to take our relationship with God serious, we need to have someone older than us in our corner. Watch what I mean. Zachariah was older than Uzzah. Zachariah helped lead Uzzah in a relationship with God, helped him seek God, helped him seek guidance in God because Zachariah was older. You see, and a lot of times, and once I say, like, have someone that's older in your corner, the first thing you think of, and I know for a fact, is boomer. they boomers. Like, bro, the whole entire time last year during the Arizona trip, like, I heard it over and over, boomer. Like, I I get it. And it's funny because I can sit here and I make fun of my boss. I'm like, you're a boomer. But, (laughs) true story. But the thing is this. Even though it's funny that I'm like, yeah, you're a boomer. My boss, my senior pastor, Pastor Jim, is 65 years, 64 years old. He is old. But the thing is this. He is old, but he is filled with so much godly wisdom. And you will see me every once in a while, probably at least once a week, I will be in his office just getting wisdom from him because I know he's in my corner, I know he's pouring into my life the same way God's pouring into my life. And if we truly want to have a strong foundation in Christ, we need someone older, we need someone wiser, we need someone that's been in the game longer than us to be able to coach us through certain situations. It's the truth. I remember this one time, guys, if we can be completely honest, this one time I went through, probably not the hardest time, but a moment in my life Where I had to go to the courts, I had to go to the courts, I can't really say exactly what it is, but I had to go to the courts to file something against somebody in the church. In the church. I was 21 years old. I was barely getting out of those purple skinny jeans. But in my mind, I was like, I don't know how to deal with this, I don't know what to do. Luckily, I had someone older someone wiser, someone way smarter than me in my corner that helped me coach me through that. And we every one of us need that. That's why here, us here as le- the leadership team, that's why we're here. That's why we're here. So when you go through those moments, more than likely at least one of us has gone through the same exact thing you've gone through, that you're going through. And we're here to help you and coach you through it as long as you continue seeking guidance from God. But you see, the thing with Uzzah is as he was seeking God, it says in the Bible that blessings were following. That blessings followed, that all these great things were going on. And we know this true from verses from verses 6 through 15. Now I don't have enough time to read that because we still got to close out service and all that. But you see, there's three main ideas that Uzzah was blessed in, three main topics. The first one was victory over his enemies in battle. The second one was agricultural um, blessings. There's crops that grew, and that's a big thing back in the day. And then the third thing that he had a blessing of was he had advanced weaponry, knowledge and, and all these type of things when it comes to military power. And as I was sitting there reading that, I thought to myself, man, it's crazy that God was blessing him in those three different areas. Because the coolest part about following God is just like how Uzzah was blessed with those three things. I think it's the same exact, uh, it can be in reverse for us. When we follow God, we really get those same exact three blessings in our lives. No, you don't get military power. You don't get yourself a samurai sword. And you're like, oh, yeah, this is awesome. But I believe that the same three ways that God blessed Uzzah is the same three ways God can bless us spiritually. Because, you see, when we start to follow God and we, have, we come into a relationship with God, God defeats our enemies for us. God already has defeated the enemy. He's doing that for us. The second way God can bless us as we are following him as he, he will prune the, the bad fruit in our life and help grow the good fruit in our life. We will be fruitful. We will multiply. It's a beautiful thing. A third way, going back to what Uzzah was being blessed with, was military power, was military advancement and weaponry. And now you're thinking to yourself, Charlie, where are you going to go with this? Like, is God going to bless me with an AK? No. No. Like, disclaimer, no. No. But let me tell you what God is going to bless you with. When it comes to weaponry, when we come to follow God, God blesses us with the full armor of God helmet of salvation, sword of truth, all these different things. And as we follow God more and more and more, we live those things out. Don't believe me, read Ephesians chapter, where'd it go? Ephesians chapter six. It's in there. These blessings that come from following God and it's a beautiful picture. It's a beautiful picture. But right now, I've already gone way too much in point one. We're gonna jump into point two. Point two says this. His fame, shh, his fame, or his fame. His fame, or his fame. Now, I want you to really pay attention to the way we wrote this. Obviously, you could probably already tell. And you see, this point, we're going to start looking at Uzzah's life and how it's going to start to crash. How pride is going to get in Uzzah's way, and it's not going to end good for him. So, if you have your Bibles, we're going to read verse 15. And verse 15 says this, let me flip to it as well. Verse 15 says this. And he built structures on the walls of Jerusalem, designed by experts to protect those who shot arrows and hurled large stones at the towers at the corners of the wall. Now, this is the part where I want you to pay attention. His fame spread far and wide. Uzzah's fame spread far and wide, for the Lord gave him marvelous help. And he became very proudful, powerful. Now, when I read that verse and you read it with me right behind me, you're probably thinking, Charlie, that sounds like a great thing. Like, I want my fame to be known. I want people to know my name. I want to go to like Starbucks and everyone's like, oh, my God, it's Charlie. I, they do. Um, <laughs> they don't. They don't. But like we can look at that verse and be like, there's nothing really wrong with that. And there really isn't. But you see, the thing that can come wrong from that verse, and it's exactly what Uzzah ended up doing, was he let that fame get to his head to the point where he thought he was the only one doing that, where he thought he was the reason why his fame was growing. But it wasn't because of him. It was all because of the blessings that God was pouring into his life. And you see, that's a big part when it comes to being filled with pride. If we don't point back to where the blessings are coming from, we're going to be filled with pride. One thing that just absolutely irritates me is when I listen to rap music and they're like, I'm self-made. Bro, you are not self-made. Girl, you are not self-made. If you are self-made, how did you enter this earth? Let me Riddle me that. Rap me that. Like everybody, everybody has had help some way. And when we fail to recognize that, what ends up happening is we become filled with pride. We become filled with look at me. Look what I've done. And that's not it. As I like to say, that ain't it, chief. That's not the way to go about it. And the reason why I'm harping on this point so much is because I went through this. I went through this. When I was 18, I started serving here at the church. I started coming, I started setting chairs up. You guys know my story. I started setting chairs up. I'd come on Wednesday or Monday night. I'd come here when nobody was here besides the worship team, and I'd set everything up inside. Then I would come on early, early Wednesday to make sure everything was good, run to the store, run back from the store, ask if I can be on the mic. I just wanted to do anything and everything. And the reason why I wanted to do anything and everything was because I wanted to be completely honest. I wanted people to know who I was. I wanted people to say, oh, my gosh, that's Charlie. Man, Charlie's only 18, and he's doing all these different things for the church. He's, that's amazing. You see, I was using the platform God was giving me for my own fame, and that's not what God intends for us. God will place you in certain situations not to boast for yourself, but to boast for God, to be able to point back to God. It led all the way to when I wanted to become an intern, to when I wanted to become a leader because I wanted students, I wanted people, I wanted parents to know who I was. I was doing it for the wrong motto. I was doing it for the wrong issue. And when I see people come into the church and do the same exact thing, but they say it's all glory to God, we know. We know. And I hope that encourages you because I'll tell you this, it made me fall flat on my face when I got called out for it. When I was 19, got called out straight for it. You see, I'm warning you about this because this. I'm glad to this day that that person called me out. Because if I did not get called out, I would be just like Uzzah that we're going to read in the second half of his life. Fall flat on my face, get hurt, and it's not a pretty place to be. And I share all this with you because if you are living that life right now, it doesn't just have to be in church. But you're living that life anywhere, maybe sports Maybe you're in the band. Maybe you play a musical instrument, whether at school. Remember, point back to who's the one that's giving you the blessing to be talented enough to do what you do. I didn't point back to God enough, and I got called to help for it. We all need to do the same exact thing. We all do. Now, I'm going to jump into the third point. This is the last point for tonight. We're going to wrap it up right now. And the third point is this. You had us in the first half. Not gonna lie. You had us in the first half. Yeah, has anyone ever seen the meme? Yes. It's the, so funny to me because after that uh, that Clemson Boston College game, Clemson went on to win. Like Boston College didn't score anything in the third and the fourth quarter. And so I started texting all those people back like, "Ha, shut up," and and like going just going off. And it's funny. Because as soon as that game ended, somebody posted this meme of a a Clemson page that I follow on Instagram. And they were like, I had us in the first half. And it just made me laugh. And you see, I wanted to title this point, you had us in the first half. Because Uzzah, he had it in the first half. He was doing everything exactly the way he needed to do. He was seeking guidance. He was following God. He had Zechariah in his corner. And he had everything in the first half. But as we read, we're going to see that downfall in his life. Verse 16 through 18 say this. Second Chronicles 26, 16, 18. But when he had become powerful, he also became proud, which led to his downfall. He sinned against the Lord, his God, by entering the sanctuary of the Lord's temple and personally burning incense on the incense altar. Azra, the high priest, went in after him and 80 other priests of the Lord, all brave men. They confronted King Uzzah and said, It's not for you, Uzzah, to burn incense to the Lord. That is the work of the priest alone, the descendants of Aaron. The descendants of Aaron, who set apart for this work, get out of the sanctuary, for you have sinned. The Lord God will honor you; for, will not honor you for this. Now, I wanted to pause right here because I wanted to explain the severity of this. Because when we read this in 2020, we're like, "What's the big deal? Oza just went into the, the the temple and burned some incense. Like that's it." But it's more than that. You see, back in the day, there were specific roles, specific things for people to do. And the king at the time was not allowed to do that. And it's amazing because God came up with these rules. God had these things in line because what happens is when one person has too much responsibility, for instance, to be able to go into the temple, to be able to burn that incense that's only meant for the priest back in the day, what can happen is it can get into their head saying, look at all the things that I can do. And that's not the way it's meant to be. And you see, and that's exactly what's happening in Uzzah's life right now. He's starting to think he's becoming his own God. He's starting to think that he can do pretty much anything and everything he wants. And the priests called him out on it. And watch what Uzzah does. Watch what he does. Verse 19, Uzzah was holding an incense burning, became furious. But as he was standing there raging at the priest before the incense altar, the Lord's temple, leprosy suddenly broke out on his forehead. When the high priest and all the other priests saw the leprosy, they rushed him out and and the king himself was eager to get out because the Lord had struck him. So the king's house, so Uzzah had leprosy until the day he died. He lived in isolation in a separate house, for he was excluded from the temple of the Lord. His son, uh, whatever, was put in charge of the royal place, palace, and he governed the people of the land. It's crazy to me to read this story. To see how at 16 years old, this man was set up perfect. Was living his best life, was following God, was doing everything he needed to do. In that time. But after time went on, his fame started to grow. He started to become prideful. And it ended up leading to his downfall. And I find it ironic because in the beginning of this story, we see that Zachariah was placed in Uzzah's life to be able to pour into his life. And I believe that's a God sent. God will send certain people into our life to talk into our lives when we need it when we need it. And what I find so ironic when I read this story is this. How many people went in after Uzzah when he was burning that incense? Close. 81. 81 people! Like if 81 people started rushing me, I think I'm about to get jumped. Like I'm from Riverside, that's just what I'm used to. But, Like 81 people, and yet he didn't listen to them. Yet it says that he sat there and was filled with rage because they were trying to correct him. And I wanted to share that with you because I want you to understand this tonight. God will send certain people in your lives to speak into your lives, to bring correction into your lives, but it's on us on how we're going to respond. Because you can see, you can go to a leader, you can come to me, and if you're dealing with an issue and we say, hey, yeah, like this this is the issue, but maybe it's coming from this area of your life that you haven't talked about. Or maybe it's coming from this area of your life that's filled with sin. And maybe you don't want to give up on that yet. And we can give you the answer. We can give you the antidote. We can give you the remedy. We can give you the cure. But it's on you on how you're going to respond in that. And you see, Uzzah didn't do that. Why? Even though they had the answer. said, get out. like This is not your place. This is not where you need to be. He didn't do it. Why? This is going back to the whole idea of this message, going off of pride. When we become filled with pride, what tends to happen is we become blind to the truth. I'm going to say that one more time. When we have a quote up on the screen, you can write down. Filled to the brim with pride makes you blind to the truth. When you're just conceited about yourself, when all you care about is how I look, how I'm doing, and you're to the brim with pride, what ends up happening is when correction comes into your life, when help comes into your life, when anything comes into your life, you are blind to it. And I've been there. I've shared it with you. It's not a fun place to be. Uzzah's been there, and he ended up with leprosy for the rest of his life in isolation with nobody else around him, all because of the pride in his life. And as I close right now, there's one thing that I feel like a lot of us are sitting here tonight and we're like, Charlie, you've talked a lot about pride. You've talked a lot about Uza's, like story. But you haven't talked so much on how do I deal with pride when it comes into my life? You've said the symptoms of it, but how do I deal with it? And I could have come up here and my first initial reaction was, I'm going to give you 10 steps of how you can deal with pride. But I was like, no, that's pointless. Because we're going to forget after the first one. Because I would. But I wanted to give you guys a Bible verse. Because in in every aspect of life, we need to make sure we are pointing everything back to Jesus, turning to Jesus and everything. And there's a few verses that I want to read to you guys when it comes to dealing with pride that we can put up on the screen. It's from a Philippians chapter 2 verse 5 through 8. And it says this. You must have the same attitude that Christ Jesus had. Though he was God, he did not think of equality with God as something to cling to. Instead, he gave up his divine privilege. He took the humble position of a slave and was born as a human being. When he appeared in human form, he humbled himself in obedience to God and died a criminal's death on a cross. Guys, the exact opposite of pride is humility. If you're struggling with pride, splash a dose of humility in your life. And I think Jesus does that the best. He did it the best. Jesus, King of Kings, Lord of Lords, had a perfect in heaven, everything was great in heaven, and yet he still came down to this earth as a human to fill the different emotions, to feel anxiety, to feel depression, to fill all those thoughts, just to die on a cross for you and me. You want to talk about humility. You want to talk about coming off of your pedestal. Jesus did exactly that. And I encourage you tonight, if you are struggling with this, like truly struggling with this, let's mimic Jesus. Let's take a dose of humility. Let's come off of our our, our little stand and take a step back. Because it's so true that pride is only going to lead to downfall. We see that in Uz's life. And I can guarantee I do not want to see that in any one of your lives. It's not the place to be. And my last thought I want to share with you as we go back to this idea of the first question that I asked you tonight. I asked you the question, have you ever thought to yourself, like, how did I get here? And we talked about Uzzah and said, like, Uza was 16. You probably thought, how did I get here? And as I was reading last night, going over the message, it dawned on me. I was like, Uzzah, thought to himself, maybe how did I get here as a 16-year-old? Now I'm a king. Now I'm blessed. Like, how did I get here? But now we see Uzzah at the end of his life isolated from community, isolated from friends, isolated from family, has a disease. And I can guarantee you at one point in his life, as he is sitting in that room isolated by himself, he thought to himself, how did I get here? How did I get here? But the crazy part about that question is we know the answer. And it was because of his pride. It was because of the decisions that he made that led him into that position. So, the question I want to leave you guys tonight with Av Youth, as we talk about to the brim with pride, is this Are you making decisions that's going to lead you to isolation? Or are you making decisions that's leading you to your destination? I'm going to say that one more time. Are you making decisions that's leading to isolation, just like Uzzah? Or are you leading, are you making decisions that's leading to your destination? And when I say destination, I'm saying the destination that God has for you. And the only way to do that is by coming into a relationship with him, by following him, by doing what Uzzah did in the first half of his life. Let's pray.